When I wake up in the morning, love sunlight hurts my eyes. 4.26 here on the run home. A text from Greg. This is pure award-winning radio riveting stuff, Greg. That's going on the marketing materials. It's time now for the Press Box. It's the Friday Press Box on the run home. Oh, very excited this afternoon. Very excited. We have a very special guest on the Press Box today. A man who has the pre-match analysis. will call the weekend's big match and provide the post-match as well. The one, the only... Patrick Gower, host of News Hub's election coverage tomorrow. Now, if you're suffering campaign fatigue, fear not. Paddy knows this is a sports show, don't you, uh, sports show, don't you, Paddy? Yes, I do know it's a sports show. And what I also know is that, well, hello, Kim, hello, Pete. And what I also know is that sports fans love action. And that's what we'll have tomorrow night. Yep, the game might have been a bit boring in terms of the campaign. And the whistle's been blowing way too much. And we've had a whole lot of the players on the park whinging and moaning, <laughs> uh, but we are coming down to a pretty electric final sort of 15 to 20 minutes tomorrow night. If it was a rugby game, we're pretty much going into extra time, and I will make it fun for Kiwis on TV3 tomorrow night. Oh, Don't you I, worry about that. I have no doubt about that, Patrick Gower. Let us, in, let us inside the camp. What's your warm-up routine? Well, I've been doing a lot of stretching. Um, Kiwis <laughs> will know that I spend time doing the numbers. I spend five hours on my feet. I've got to get fit. Um, I've been walking 10,000 steps a day for Ooh. about a week now uh, to get ready. I've got a brand new pair of leather shoes that I've deliberately worn in. Um, I'm ready to go. So yeah, my warm-up routine will be a couple of jelly snakes. I'll have a quick look at the results, and then I will just literally uh, give myself verbal diarrhoea um, and that will go for approximately five hours. Very simple, very simple routine. He is an athlete, and don't you forget about it. Right, Patty, I've got some quick-fire questions for you. Are you ready? Absolutely. I love quick-fire questions. I know you do. Hey, I watched that TV3 debate. Uh, absolutely loved it as well. Okay, my quick-fire. The first part is a matter of Hipkins v Luxon. Who would win the following? You ready? Hipkins versus Luxon, who would win? Yep, who, yep, yep. Yes, yes, who, who would win the following? First up, a boxing match. Hipkins. Sudden death penalty shootout to win a FIFA World Cup. Well, that would have to be Luxon. Hipkins would spend way too much talking <laughs> time talking about who would take the shot. Uh, uh, okay, he'd probably time out. He'd probably be talking over him. So Luxon would get the shot done. That would be Luxon holding up the FIFA World Cup. Three-point shooting contest. Uh, Three-point shooting contest. Well, I saw Chris Hipkins um, playing a bit of rugby the other day or attempting to sort of throw a rugby ball around. Um, I would not want to see him throw a basketball. <laughs> Chris Luxon Chris Luxon loves America. Um, I'm presuming he can throw a basketball. Um, I never back any politicians in sport, though, but Luxon. So two of these go to Luxon so far. So far. All right, here's one for you. Hipkins v Luxon. Who's more likely to slot a winning penalty after being called up white-baiting a week out from a World Cup final? Well, I can tell you this. It is not Chris Hipkins. Chris Hipkins kicked the rugby ball. You know, in the All Blacks experience, I was mm-hmm. watching it on television. Mm-hmm. He went into the All Blacks experience. Richie Moanga, there's a little video in there of anyone who's been in there. Richie Moanga shows people how to kick a goal. And um, Chris Hipkins did this particular exercise. Watched Moanga kick a goal. And he stepped up and he did something that I haven't seen for a long time. He kicked... Uh, like my old man used to kick, uh, and my old man was a league player. He, he did a toe hacker. 
He did a toe hacker. Chris Hipkins did a toe hacker. So he will definitely not come back from white baiting and kick the final penalty. But if you are looking for a person and you haven't listed them, I know it's quickfire, but the person most likely to come back from white baiting and kick a match-winning penalty is Winston Raymond Peters. That's effectively what he has been doing. He has been white baiting. He's been called back into New Zealand politics and he is just moments away and kicking the penalty and kicking himself back into Parliament. So if there's anybody like Beaver Donald uh, out there in New Zealand politics, it's Winston, it's Winston Peters. I'm going to put that on the marketing material as well. Stephen Donald, the Winston Peters of sport. Uh, now, no, I mean, no, it's you, the other you... way around. It's Winston, it's Winston Peters, the Beaver Donald of New Zealand politics. Okay. Not, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't... Patty, I've, I've, I've got to say, I think if you were hosting this quickfire, you'd be a little bit disappointed uh, in the nature of, of some of the answers. However, that's fine. We'll move on. Uh, just lastly, before we go to the news, who's got the better niggle, Dane Coles or Winston Peters? Well, they're two of the most niggly New Zealanders ever invented. But undoubtedly, Colsey. Colsey backs it up with actual proper niggle. Winston's all mouth, Okay. Winston is all mouth. Dane Coles is mouth and physical niggle. And I'm looking forward uh, to Dane Coles bringing on his niggle in the last 35 sort of minutes of the All Blacks test on Sunday morning. I'm not looking forward to Winston Peters bringing back his verbal niggle for the next three years in the New Zealand Parliament. <laughs> oh, we will but I do have a prediction on those two games. I do have a prediction on both games, actually. Um, 15. 15 is the number to watch for. New Zealand by 15, and Winston Peters to get 15%. 15%? Goodness gracious me. We'll be back with more on the press box from Paddy Gower just after our news and sport update. It's the Friday press box on the run home. Yes, you're listening to The Run Home with Kim and Beef. Thanks to MG Motor NZ, performance retold with MG4 Electric. Paddy Gower is on the show with us for our press box part two. Paddy, let's talk all sport, eh? The All Blacks this weekend up against Ireland. How are you feeling about it? Well, I'm feeling very Irish, actually, uh, because I am actually 50% Irish. My mum was Irish. Uh, Don't you start claiming... <laughs> so, you know, if things do go the wrong way, because believe you me, I do want the All Blacks to win, but if things, you know, I'm a winner either way, uh, you know, and I just feel my Irish heritage sort of rising and rising and rising, which is a bit of a worry. But look, um, I'm expecting an upset on the weekend. The All Blacks need, basically, to cause an upset. I know that's a really weird way to talk, and all of your listeners will be thinking it's a bizarre way to think about it. Um, but that's where I think, as New Zealand supporters, we've maybe got to get our heads into, look, we just need to go out there and literally cause an upset. Um, you know, it's always been the other way around with the All Blacks. We're the ones, um, you know, who, who, who get upset against, so to speak. Um, but, yeah, we've got to get out there and cause and get out there and cause an upset. We've got the strongest team we can we can possibly get on the park, aside from Mark Delia. I mean, if it's not going to happen with this team, when is it going to happen? Mm. Well, if it's not going to happen with this team, it isn't going to happen, is it? All right, well, here's one for you then, Beeve. Uh, mention of Mark Talia there. If the All Blacks get out there, cause this upset, Ireland are the favourites, they make it through to the semis, does Talia then find it very difficult to get back into the starting side? A well, wonderful question, Kim. Thanks for joining us, Paddy. I'm just in the midst of a um, real kerfuffle here in reception um, at 5.30 in the morning here in Paris. There's people trying to get into a room that aren't supposed to be into a room, and, and I'm being sort of lobbied on to the uh, security side of things. Um, 
it's, it's a horses for courses thing. That, it's a real horses for courses thing, Kim. Um, it, it, ne- it never ends. If, uh, it never if ends. Kim... <laughs> I am not going to be able to keep it together. Uh, I am uh, not for this show. Are you? Are you safe, Beaver? Well, That's our main, our main worry right now. Let's not worry about where the Mark Talia is going to make it back in. Is, is Beaver Donald safe? Because we, we need him. Well, I'm not sure. There is talk of the police. So the good thing is, I'm going to raise my voice. Hang on, hang on. Live update. One's getting in. Um, so, Oh no, more reinforcements, more reinforcements. Okay, um, back to that question. Uh, Talia, um, look, if they win and they and they fight another week, I think it's a clean slate. It'll be a clean slate, Kirst, uh, sorry, Kim, um, excuse me, it's 5.30 in the morning. Um, and, and then they just go from there. But, I mean, you, you are giving a guy an opportunity, you're giving a guy an opportunity, he's had a wonderful year, and I don't think he's played a bad game all year. So let's see how Leicester goes tomorrow night. It's uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him unleashed because it's a bit of a dice roll as far as this is going back to the days when we picked wingers for wingers, you know, like your, mm. your Jonas, your Joellies, you know, you're just out and out wingers, and I just can't wait for it. Uh, when you look, yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you, actually, Beaver. I think that you know Mark Talia may have made a serious stuff up here if we do cause the upset tomorrow, and what say Leicester? Uh, comes and plays as bombastically as he had been until a few injury troubles and scored two tries out there. Uh, it will be very difficult to drop him. Maybe the only place that Talia can force his way into is into that bench spot currently held by Anton Leonard-Brown. That might be as far as his clean slate gets him next time. Leicester uh, has got everything, um, everything to play for tomorrow night in more ways than one. Uh, very much so, Paddy. The other big selection... Uh not issue, but contentious part of the selection, shall we say. Uh, Finlay Christie on the bench. Beaver and I have talked about this earlier, but how do you feel about the Roy Gard v Christie debate? Is it the right call to have Christie on coming off the bench in the quarterfinal? Yeah, I mean, uh, an interesting one. I'm actually a Roy Gard man, been a Hurricanes mm, man, so I'm a Roy Gard, uh, I'm a Roy Gard fanboy, um, one of many. Um, he offers that dynamism. He's exciting. Um, but I can actually see the logic uh, in Finlay Christie. You know, they're thinking it's going to be a tight game. Um, you know, Roy Gard, despite the sort of sort of blazing a trail, um, he has shown signs of inexperience with kicks charged down, that kind of thing. That's why he's chosen Finlay Christie. And I know a lot of Kiwis would have liked to see Brad Weber in that role. That's why Foster has chosen Finlay Christie because they wanted a reliable second half back. So in some ways, the selection is logical. Um, but, you know, um, what happens if we're behind? Roy Gard's the man that you want on there. You know, they're thinking on it being close, but it may be that we just need that blockbuster of Roy Gard. So it might sound that I'm sitting on the fence. I can see Fozzie's logic. I know why he's done it. It is a logical decision. Um, but, you know, like most Kiwis, I would have preferred to see Roy Gard uh, coming on there and just sort of throwing caution to the wind with that. Paddy, I know that TV3 is now owned by some big international company, so you're obviously on a good wage there, but you are wasted <laughs> doing the election, my friend. You should be doing Sky Sport coverage of the pre-game <laughs> show with that sort of analysis. Yeah, but I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, um, you know, a lot of Kiwis did want to see Brad Weber out there and, uh, you know, mm. on the plane to go over there. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration has come from. And then, of course, Kiwis... Um, love seeing you know people who can bust open the game, and there is that sort of fairy tale element around Cam Roygaard. 
But is it one of those cases where the average fan is actually wrong and Fozzie has made the right decision, the more cautious, conservative decision that, look, um, I am going to play Aaron Smith for 65, 66, 67, 68 yeah. minutes, mm. maybe more, um, and then I just want a halfback who is going to come on and not make a mistake because mm. we want to win this thing by one point, and this is the way that we're going to do it. And, you know, I'm the coach and I'm not going to listen to the fans and as much as they want Roy Gardier, Finlay Christie's my man. That's why I put him on the plane when we left New Zealand and left Brad Weaver behind. Mm, you said this for false. He does back his own selections uh, consistently, doesn't he? Uh, other rugby, Paddy, that I wanted to touch on with you. Arguably, uh, actually, the, the biggest game that we're going to see up until the quarterfinal uh, is Taranaki v Canterbury in the NPC semis tonight. Now, we both obviously have our issues, Paddy, with the... Uh, Canterbury Mafia in the media. So how good's it going yes. to feel when the Bulls tip them up in New Plymouth? Well, it, well, it's got to feel fantastic because um, <laughs> the issue with the Canterbury Mafia in the media is you never actually get any real truth. Um, it's misinformation at large. It's disinformation. Um, it's the most biased part of the media in the world is the Canterbury Mafia that controls rugby in this country. And, yeah, I've had enough of it. I've had a gut full of it, frankly. And, you know, I don't want to name names like Ollie Ritchie um, here at News Hub, you know, where I've made multiple. It's interesting you interrupted me as I, I think I was writing um, my 90th complaint about Ollie's pro-Canterbury bias um, at, at the moment. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's going to be fantastic when the Yarrow's Taranaki Bulls um, get up over Canterbury. And, of course, you know, we'll be up against it. It's not just the media. Um, it's the ingrained cheating um, that seems to happen um, to teams from, from Christchurch, um, you know, which is all right when they wear the black jumper, of course. But, yeah, we'll be up against not just a, a biased media, um, but we'll be up against a cheating team. Um, but, yeah, it'll be fantastic to come through that uh, to come through that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Penny, you are a wonderful man. Uh, let's talk a little bit of cricket <laughs> as well, shall we? Oi. And if, anyone, if, if, there's anyone, if there's anyone here who could pass it on to Ollie, that'd be fantastic. Oh, look, it might make its way into a text. Maybe a uh, maybe a snippet of the segment will be sent his way just for his observation. It'll save you writing the 90th complaint, actually. You've made it on air. So, win-win. Yeah, well, Saves well, you a job. He's He's speaking some fantastic French over there. Um, and he must be an incredibly romantic man, Ollie Ritchie, uh, the way that the sort of the French language sort of trickles uh, out, of his, out of his throat like that. <laughs> trickles out of his throat. Wee oui, wee, oui. Patrick Gower. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, let's talk a bit of cricket before I let you go. Eh? The Black Caps looking great so far in the World Cup. Is this our year? Uh, yes, it is. It is. And um, it's. it's, it's Oh, we might have just lost you there for a moment, Patty. So I'll go to Beave uh, while we get you back on the line. Is this our year, Beave? Cricket World Cup? Oh, oh Beave's been plunged into darkness in the hotel reception. Well, because the lights being on in the reception are causing the riffraff to be the issue here tonight. Um, but yes, it is our year. I've long said this is our year. Um, we have the strongest side we've ever had. And geez, aren't we looking good? And King Kane's back this week. So, or tonight. Mm-hmm. Tonight, my time. Well, today, my time. I might find a pub and just sit down and watch King Kane. I don't know if the Frenchies will have it on TV anywhere, but who knows? I'll have a fun. I have a fun fact for you, uh, Beef, about the French and cricket. Uh, France won one of two teams that have participated in the only cricket match to have been played in an Olympics before, back in 1900. Full of fun facts, oh, yeah. mate. Here, 
here I am dismissing their French, uh, their cricket pedigree, but yet they invented a shot, the French Cup. So, <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs> Not all bad. Paddy, I believe we've got you back. Is this the Black Caps year? Uh, yes, it has. And since Kane is back out there, Kane Williamson, um, you know, it definitely becomes a year. Um, you know, he will just absolutely dominate the performance in my view. You know, he's coming back at the perfect time. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be on the other side of the world in the kombucha while he's having a beer over there in France. Thank you so much for your time joining us on the Press Box today. Like I say, go well tomorrow, mate. All the very best with the show that is our Press Box. Thanks to PGG Rides and Turf field of, uh, in the Field of Dreams. To develop tomorrow's champions, rebuild your Field of Dreams with SENZ and PGG Rides and Turf. Head to the win page on the SENZ website or app for more details and how to enter.